Welcome to the Busy Mom Healthy Life Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Altman, and I am here to give busy moms simple and effective lifestyle hacks so you can put yourself first in your life and achieve the health and the energy that you desire. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, Busy Mamas. Welcome back to the Busy Mom Healthy Life Podcast. Today is episode number 43, and I'm very excited to be talking about exercise today, Um, specifically using some science, giving you some things to think about that might be a little bit different about how you view your exercise, your training, your goals, things like that. because my journey with exercise, as I have talked about in previous episodes, has been varied. Um, I grew up not really liking exercise, not really playing a lot of sports. In college, I found running. I spent a lot of years in my 20s doing long distance uh, marathons and just running a lot, a lot. And it wasn't until probably about 10 or 11 years ago that I got into strength training and doing more hit style workouts and things like that. However, I feel like for a really long time, I used exercise strictly as a means for weight loss, uh, for getting my body to look the way I wanted it to look, or for being able to eat whatever I wanted, or different things like that. So while I think I've loved exercise for a long time, I sort of always looked at it as a tool to do something for my body physically um, and aesthetically. And over the last several years, I've really changed that relationship with exercise for myself in having it be something that I need for my mental health, for my sanity, for giving me the energy that I want, and all of those things. And so While I've made it a practice over the past several years to start checking in with my body a little bit more, to run when I feel like running, to lift weights when I want to be strong and when my body feels recovered and ready to do that, and for some days to just go for a walk and do yoga when it feels like yoga is what I need if I need deep breaths and stretching. And so while I have made it a very good practice of feeling and trying to understand what it is my body may want. Recently, probably a month or two ago, my husband brought uh, to my attention some science that has completely um, shifted some ways that I look at how I train. And it's been fascinating for me to sort of dive into uh, this heart rate variability training. And so that's what I want to talk about today is I want to give just some information about how you can use data, especially if you have you know, a tracking uh, device like an Apple Watch, which is what I use. There's another really great tool that a client of mine has that is the Whoop monitor that can tell you everything from your resting heart rate to your VO2 max um, to this heart rate variability. And so it's called heart rate variability. You may see it as HRV. And I will say because I am the most familiar with it on an Apple Watch, um, that's mostly um, how I am going to talk about what my findings have been and how I use this in my own life. But My older version of my Apple Watch did not have this. So for my birthday this year, I got a new Apple Watch and it does have this on there. And what heart rate variability is, is it's a measure 
of your autonomic nervous system that can be an objective metric for physical fitness, determining your own body's readiness to perform. Okay, so this is not like your resting heart rate or your heart rate that you might look at when you're doing um, a run or interval style training where you're trying to, you know, count just the beats per minute. This literally is the variance in between beats of your heart, right? So the greater that the variability is, the more ready your body is to execute at higher levels. Okay, so first I want to just tell you a little bit more about what it really is and what causes it and we'll go into um, so that you can hear about it and then I'm going to talk about how I have incorporated this into my life. So because heart rate variability manifests as the function of your heart rate, it actually just is more of an indicator of what's going on with your nervous system, which I think is fascinating, right? So your autonomic nervous system which controls obviously the involuntary aspects of our physiology. We've got the parasympathetic and that's the deactivating part and the sympathetic, right? The activating part. And when we think about the parasympathetic branch, that's referred to sort of as that rest and digest. And that is helping um, your internal organs like digestion um, or your fingernails and your hair growing, those kinds of things. Now, the parasympathetic system causes a decrease in your heart rate. And then on the flip side, we have the sympathetic branch that is more like the fight or flight. And that reflects responses to things like stress, right, which is exercise as well. And those things increase your heart rate. Okay, so the heart rate variability comes from those two competing branches sending signals to your heart, right? And um, we're trying to get those to be balanced because our heart is constantly being told to beat slower by that parasympathetic and faster by the sympathetic. So that is what causes that fluctuation in your heart rate meaning that's heart rate variability, okay? So I've used this with my clients as... It's not necessarily, it can be a sign of fitness, but it also can really be a sign of recovery, which I think is the most fascinating. Um, because when you have a high heart rate variability, it means that your body is responsive to both sets of input, right? That this, it's a sign that your nervous system is balanced. But if you have a low heart rate variability, one branch is dominating. And that's usually the sympathetic in response to stress, whether it's internal stress, external stress, whatever it is, right? That one branch is dominating and causing that number to be lower. Um, and sometimes if your heart rate variability is low and you're not doing something physical in that moment, it could be working hard for another reason. This is the part that I think is so important for busy women is it can be a sign that you're really overly tired, that you're dehydrated, that you're stressed, or you're sick, or you need to recover, right? Does that sound familiar? There are times where we're just go, 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 and we know we're exhausted, and then we're trying to work out, and we feel like, oh, why can't I just do this? I have all this stress and pressure, and I'm just trying to push, 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 right? That is why I have loved looking at this, because it gives me a really good reading as to what's actually going on in my body. Am I able to push really hard in this workout or am I just telling myself that I need, need to for X, Y, and Z reasons, right? Because it's just another thing on my to-do list. And so 
Um, I want to talk about the, there's not really a good uh, heart rate variability. There are some things that it can tell you, but it's highly individualized, meaning that it just depends on your own baseline. So it's really important to watch it over the course of a month when you first start looking and not comparing it to other people because it's going to be very individual. It is true that it does decrease. The number of your heart rate variability decreases as we get older. Um, whereas, you know, people in their early 20s can have an average of, you know, 55 to 100 range. But when you're in your 60s to mid 60s, um, it can go way down to 25 to 55 as a as an average. Um, however, it can also fluctuate throughout the day. So you want to start if you're going to be looking at this. Um, I have heard that if you have an Android phone as well, that this can be represented in uh, sort of the stress app, um, I believe, but I'm not quite as trained up on that. But it is true that, like I said, younger people have a higher heart rate variability. Males also usually have a slightly higher heart rate variability than females, which I also think is really interesting. Um, because of that whole, you know, taking on so many things and feeling like sometimes we um, keep pushing, 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 even when our bodies might not feel like it. Um, so we don't want to, you know, compare ourselves to other people or look at the number and think, oh my gosh, that's just really bad. What we want to do is realize that we all have a baseline and it's not an indication per se of um, somebody being more fit than you if they have a high heart rate variability. This is very different than resting heart rate or VO2 max where you can really know that a measure of how your heart is performing is, you know, if you have like a low resting heart rate, that's a good indicator of good cardiovascular health. This is very different. This, the more important question to be asking yourself is to look at your trends. Start asking, what is a good heart rate variability for me? And then practicing and, and, kind of just becoming aware of it because I think I'd mentioned that it changes throughout the day. So it's really important to check it at a certain time each day. Like I wake up in the morning, I'll wear my watch to bed to track my sleep. And then I will look at what my heart rate variability is right away when I wake up. And then I compare it to that throughout the day. Because like I said, depending on how active you are throughout the day, if you just finished a workout, it can change. But tracking it at the same time each day is really important. Because what I've noticed for me is that there are days where I'll just feel like I'm dragging and I'll look and that number is so low. Maybe it's based on um, what I had the day before. If if I included an alcoholic drink, if I trained really hard and my body is really exhausted, um, then it's really important to know and then to do a really light workout that day. See if you can create some uh, routines in your day to try to get that up so that you're telling yourself that what you're working on is the data to show that your nervous system is getting uh, what it needs, that it's getting repaired, that you're able to, um, that you're sleeping enough, that you're not getting sick, that you're, you know, hydrated, like all of those things are very important to pay attention to, right? Because if you're noticing a downward trend, something might be going on and you might be pushing too hard. And 
And honestly, it may not be that you need more exercise. You may need more water. You may need more sleep, right? It's all of those things because it matters what you put into your body and the quality and the consistency of your sleep. So how to increase your heart rate variability is to be intelligent with your training, right? Don't overdo it or push too hard for too many days. Um, Avoid alcohol because that can absolutely impact your heart rate variability, which is very, very interesting when you start to see those um, things that are consistent, right? And then, like I said, quality of sleep, auto-regulation in general. The more that you can get your body on a consistent schedule, the more your body is going to react efficiently when it knows what's coming. And so I hope that you found this interesting. I would love to know if you are somebody out there listening that has been tracking your heart rate variability, because I think that it can just give you so much data on, you know, what your nutrition is like, what your sleep is like, what your stress levels are like right now. It can even kind of be an indication of your mental health. I have noticed days where I just sort of feel blah and when I check in with it in the morning, it's really low. And so I think that it's really important to just have that as another way that you can pay attention to what you're doing. Because as a personal trainer and a fitness business owner for the past 11 years, I will tell you that so many times we just think that more is better of anything. We think that um, more exercise is better and That's not really the case. I'm also here on this episode about exercise to tell you that my husband brought home an article that I just read this week and I thought it was perfect to include in this episode talking about how we just need to pay attention to the different things and then train and exercise accordingly, but that there was a study that came out and the article was in the New York Times that said that four seconds of intense intervals repeated until they amount to about a total a minute of total exertion can lead to a rapid improvement in strength fitness and general physical performance in middle-aged and older adults and how cool is that like I know one of the biggest things that I realized when I started doing HIIT training instead of marathon training is how I actually got better results in so much less time so much less time when I would use um, we used to call it a peak eight And we would do like a 30-second burst as hard as you can, and then you'd recover for an entire 90 seconds, right? That's three times the amount of time resting than you were working. And we saw huge improvements. I saw huge improvements in my fitness. And so what's really interesting is this study says that pushing yourself to an all-out max of four seconds gave extremely beneficial improvements to physical performance. That's awesome, right? And so the only amount of time in a total workout that you're pushing to all out maximum exertion is one minute. Sign me up for that, right? I thought that's why I have to do a podcast episode on this because we're all busy and we all want good results in the shortest amount of time. And so here's the thing that I want to tie these two things together is we do not have to exhaust ourselves. We can pay attention to our bodies and push for an appropriate amount of time. We can pay attention to all of the other things affecting our health, our body, our repair, um, our rest, all of those things. They all are 
important. And so if this episode gave you any light bulbs, if this is something that you want to try, that you're going to start tracking over the next month, I would love to hear from you. Just go ahead and shoot me a comment, shoot me an email at coaching at kellyaltman.com. And I really hope that this has given you something to think about, okay? Because I'm all about people taking really good care of themselves in every single aspect of their life. And I'm always here to say you can do less and you can rest more. And sometimes that's exactly what we need. That's the biggest thing sometimes that we need to focus on versus taking on too much more. So have a great day. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll be back with you next week. Thanks for joining me today in the Busy Mom Healthy Life podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, I would love for you to subscribe by clicking the button in iTunes so that you're notified each time that I record a new episode. And if this is your first time here, please leave me a five-star review, letting me know that you love this podcast and letting me know your comments. Thanks so much, and I can't wait to be back with you soon.